0: I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost.
1: Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson.
2: So our Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book, is currently out at bluerosemag.com. It is $19.99, so get your copy today as supplies are very limited and will be running out very soon. So if you haven't got your copy today, go to bluerosemag.com today.
3: Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. Overset. Skishnup Biolžne. Enjoy Punchies Festival.
2: And welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kazaska, and via phone, on his vacation, Ben Durant.
0: is Ben Durant.
2: <laughs> ben. So hey! glad to have you here over the phone.
0: Talk about, uh, I, I, I should get a golden star. There should be some kind of dedication that even on vacation, uh, we're doing this show here.
2: yes. I know, right? I mean, we really wanted to talk to people that just went to the Twin Peaks Festival, and this is the only way we could do it um, because it just landed on the week you were going to be gone. So uh, yeah, you get many gold stars, uh, (laughs) and we have a jam-packed show today. So, Ben, I know you have one little bit of... uh, an audio surprise for everybody today. So, before we get into the interviews, what is the little nuggets of uh, audio gold you've you've gotten for us?
0: Well, every year at the Twin Peaks Festival, they have q and A, a Q&A session. So we got um, we've got audio of the qu- uh, the question and answer session with the celebrities uh, there from uh, Scott Ryan, who does a Red Room podcast, and Peter from Welcome to Twin Peaks, who uh, you can actually see the, the video at uh, Welcome to Twin Peaks' uh, Facebook page.
2: Excellent. So without further ado, enjoy the show.
4: Are the actors still under the NDA and they can't talk at all about season three? Okay, I figured that, but nobody has said anything. Okay, so, Russ? Before I came here, maybe two days before, uh, I got a letter, uh, an email
3: actually from... Uh, From Showtime. And uh, so the Showtime letter basically said uh, Hello, Russ. Understand you're going to the Twin Peaks Festival. I just want you to remember
4: one thing shut the fuck up. (laughs)
5: of being the very first person to spill the beans or to be the bad person. Like two years ago, I got a call from Sabrina and she said that we may or may not be doing Twin Peaks again. And then I hung up the phone. My mom was downstairs. Oh, this has gotten so serious. She was dying taking care of my mom, I didn't tell that many people except <coughs> you and what's-his-name in England. And, um, so I was a little nutser than normal. And as soon as I hung up from with Sabrina hearing that, the phone rang. The phone, telephone, the telephone. <laughs> Not the, the iPhone. iPhone. The <laughs> and it was a guy from Germany. Or Mars or something and I was giggly giggly giggling and he goes what is it what is it and I said oh and I was on the floor at that point under my bed I had somehow managed to get under my bed and he goes what is it I said little birdie just told me we may be that Twin Peaks may be coming back again and it was like that was that was two two and a half years ago and then Two minutes later, the phone rings. It's Sabrina. What the fuck are you?
1: Hi,
0: we're on the phone with Maya from uh, Twin Peaks Fanatic. Hey, Maya. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. So this past weekend was the best. How'd it go?
1: It was great. Uh, jam-packed. I didn't sleep a lot, so I think I'm going to bed early tonight. But <laughs> it, was,
6: uh,
1: it was a great time.
0: And this is the first time you went to the fest, right?
1: It was. Um, it was kind of something I always wanted to do, so it was on the bucket list. So mm. now I can say I did it.
0: That's awesome. How? Yeah. And, and did you did you get to go to all the sites, the, the falls, the uh, Double R? Uh,
1: I did all the main ones. I didn't do the bus tour, but mm. uh, yeah, I got to see all the main ones. I, the falls are beautiful. Mm. Uh, when you get there it's kind of really special when you see it in person cool uh, I, I think my favorite meal of the whole trip was at tweeds it was just you know casual but it was great having like pie and coffee at the double r it was very
6: mm-hmm.
1: surreal you know um yeah it was great
0: nice and to tell us about, about the events would do, do you participate in some of the events happening here
1: I did uh, pretty much all the events. I think my favorite was probably the celebrity dinner night. Mm. Um, I got to have a. I, I ran into Russ Tamblyn and Maitre Amick outside, uh, or Amick outside, which was kind of great before everybody else did. Mm. So <laughs> I got to take some good pictures, and that was really fun. That's awesome! Um, wow! Yeah, that was awesome! Yeah. Yeah, you know what's really cool about it was because it's kind of kept small. So mm. You have that chance to kinda of have an intimate moment with the celebrities. You know, there mm. are other cons when it's real big you can't always you know, you have to wait online forever or whatever. So it was kinda of interesting, like, you know I was in the bathroom and Laura powering walked in, you know She <laughs> was just like I can't believe this is happening But um Wow I love that stuff. Those moments were my favorite, you know. That's um, cool.
0: Did you have and, and did you get any
2: I'm sorry, Ben. No, you go back <laughs> I was gonna say, did you have breakfast with Scott Ryan?
1: Well we had lunch.
2: Oh, what and, was entertaining? Uh,
1: yeah, we had, <laughs> I love Scott. Uh, yeah. he was great. Um and his wife, Jen, was also great. We had a blast. Mm. With him. He yeah, is, uh, great seeing
0: see on Twitter there, the two of you. Seeing you guys on Twitter was really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I saw him like, the first night right away, and um, he kind of took me under his wing, and, and he's he was great. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Courtney Stallings and her husband are also from the Red Room. They were super, super nice. And, um, cool. Yeah, Courtney's actually working on uh, a book about... Um, you know, like women's perspective who are doing fan stuff for the, for Twin Peaks. So I think we're going to do an interview together, which will be great. Nice. Wow. I didn't know that.
0: Well, we'll have to get her on the show or
1: something. That's so cool. Yeah. She's a great writer. You guys should check her out at the Red Room blog. Hmm.
0: And so did you get any scoops for us? Did you you learn anything new about uh, upcoming season or?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay.
0: (laughs) You didn't sign
1: anything,
2: so you can tell us.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope with that stuff.
2: You
6: uh, know, some mm-hmm.
1: people were were talking about some things. We had um, an encounter, actually, with a waiter at one of the restaurants in North Bend who was telling us about seeing some of the filming uh, when they were in town, and he told us about a scene that sounded pretty scary. So mm. I, I don't want to say anything, but, uh, yeah, there was some talk, you know, but everyone was kind of like, who was there during filming, who was also happened to be at the fest, were kind of like saying that David Lynch had asked them all to not say anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> not to mm. anything. So, yeah, I guess I have to be careful what I say with that stuff.
2: Yeah, keep it a mystery. Sure. Keep it a mystery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so did you, did you go, you went, did you went to the sites on your own? Did you happen to, yeah. did happen to let you in the their houses at all? That From a uh, filming site? Well, you can do the bus tour, or mm-hmm. you
1: can kind of go around, like they give you a map, but they don't give you the exact location, so it's kind of <laughs> a mystery. You you have to go around and sort of find them. So we were able to find some of them. I didn't get to see Laura Palmer's house,
6: Aww. which I did not want
1: to see, but uh, I did go to Ronette's Bridge, and I the, I think the best moment was when we were kind of driving around the corner, and then there was the Twin Peaks sign. Um, hmm. That was exciting to me to see
6: that. I
0: don't know. There was actually a sign out?
1: Yeah, they make a sign, I guess, just for the festival. So oh, that's so Right cool. at the spot, you know, from the opener where Bill drives into town. So that was pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. Did it look authentic? Did it look pretty much like the sign looks?
1: Yeah, it was a little different, but it, it, yeah. it, it was pretty good.
0: You know, it's pretty yeah.
1: good. And, you know, everybody stops and takes pictures with it. It was pretty fun, actually.
0: Wow. Yeah, and, and so the weather was good, and and you had a good time.
1: The weather was great. Um, I would say also the picnic that they do on Sunday was really fun. Because mm. You kind of they do like tour of um, the Deer Meadow Station and where mm. they did some filming for Fire Walk with Me, and I got to talk to Gary Bullock for a while, who played Sheriff Cable. You know, very nice. So, yeah, that was great. We weren't talking about Twin Peaks. We were talking about like dogs because he's a real dog lover. And we're nice. About his, his book and you know how to get published with stuff and I don't know. It was that was kind of special, you know, just talking life with <laughs> Sheriff Cable. So very so good. You're the oh, deal, yeah. you? you?
6: <laughs> talking life with Sheriff Cable.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was a uh, great time. I, you guys, I definitely recommend getting there. At
7: some point.
2: Oh, next year yeah. we're going.
1: We're saving. Yeah, definitely.
2: I'm saving up What's now. Your plan?
7: You said
0: it's a great time. Are you, are you planning on, on on posting about this? Doing something on your blog?
1: Uh, I think I am. Um, I want to maybe try to see if I get something up by, you know by the end of the week, and um, probably just some pictures and some highlights, you know, uh, of my time. And I have a maybe a couple little videos I'll share, but. Um, I just started putting something together today. So we'll say hmm. probably a couple days.
0: And when did you go in? Did you get there on Thursday?
1: Yeah, I got there on Thursday. So Thursday you do like, there's like a pre-fest mixer at the Roadhouse. Hmm. And uh, that's kind of an unofficial event. But everybody, most people were there, I think. And you kind of get to talk to everybody. I met um, Bonnie Aarons that night. She was a trip. Uh, she was great to all the fans, you know, just. Every time you saw her all weekend, she was super friendly and she always had a joke mm-hmm. and talking to everybody and she like strapped us into a hug and <laughs> it <Right. laughs> just really special too. So that was fun. And then um, the next morning um, is a trivia and you kind of sign in and all the vendors are there selling all their stuff. I got a lot of stuff, spent way too much money,
6: <laughs>
1: but they have a lot of cool stuff there that you don't, you can't really find online or other places, which is interesting.
0: I should say, I should mention to the audience, if people don't know who Bonnie is, she was um, the bum in uh, Mulholland Try.
1: Yes. And she was also recently in The Conjuring 2 as The Nun. Oh. The hmm. Very so,
6: cool.
1: Yeah. And I think um, the guy who won the trivia contest is the third year in a row who won. Spencer is his name?
6: Say that again?
1: Uh. The trivia contest. There, the winner was as a one for three years in a row.
0: Oh my!
2: Oh, it's like a, a, a oh wow! Kid. Yeah. In, Scott, <laughs> in, in Scott's like um,
1: incredible
0: in his uh, he, he, documentary, he, uh, he, Scott Ryan last year, I think. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scott was a little oh. disappointed, I think, when he didn't get to the third round.
6: Oh, oh. Scott! Oh. He lost. Yeah, oh. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Did you get a chance to see uh, Scott's documentary?
1: I did. Uh, he had it playing at the high school on uh, Saturday. I had actually already seen it, though, so, but, yeah, yeah mm. I got to watch it. It was It's really good. Have you guys seen it? Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, when we were at the Great Southern, uh, he was showing
1: it Oh, there. that's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm happy for him. Yeah, I think it was well-received.
2: Oh, definitely. And, and I think uh, showing it there to see everybody who was there on it is probably really cool.
1: Yeah, a lot of the same people that were in the video were there. And, uh, you know, I think he captured the essence of the fest very well in his video.
6: Hmm. Oh,
0: definitely.
1: Very relaxed and kind of friendly and, you know, fun.
0: And did you attend the Leland Palmer karaoke night?
1: What? I did. (laughs) There were some wild performances that went on, but that was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, I'm yeah. you're going to be there. Right? Did oh. people
2: do the Leland Palmer, like, dance and cry at the same time?
1: <laughs> people did, uh, one couple did a reenactment of Blue Velvet, where Jeffrey Beaumont goes in and gets caught spying on... Um, hmm. it, was, it was And the guy actually took his clothes off, which is interesting. <laughs> oh,
6: my. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, then there was... Uh, some reenactments of the Just You song with James and Donna and Maddie.
6: Oh yeah. Nobody
1: actually. That I may I may have stepped out for a while, but I didn't actually see any Leland Palmer performances. But there were some other ones, and then some random songs. You know, people were doing all kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh man.
1: But it was a
2: good time. Yeah. Leland. That's what I know. I'm going to do next year if we go, Ben. We got to do the Leland yeah. Palmer, Palmer dance crying contest. <laughs>
0: You should. Oh uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's called the Leland Palmer Shuffle, but it should be like the shuffle or something. Yeah, Leland Palmer
1: Shuffle. Oh, definitely. People will love it.
0: <laughs> so isn't that you think you'd go against?
1: I definitely think I'll go again. Yeah. Yeah. As long as uh, I'd like to go to all of them really, but this mm. one. But I definitely think I'd go again. There's more I'd like to see. You know, it's kind of power packed, so I didn't there was a couple things I didn't get to do that I'd like to do again. So yeah.
0: Well, cool.
2: Well, thanks for sharing with us. I mean, I'm so excited that you got to go. I'm a little jealous. Uh, <laughs> I know, huh? I We got Aww. to, Ben, we, we, we were living through everybody that whole week, this past weekend on Facebook. Yes. I would go to Facebook just to look at your photos and Scott Ryan's photos Aww.
0: and then other people's
2: photos. And I'm like, man, I wish I was there, but at least I have social media to tell me what I'm missing.
0: <laughs> right. I'm like, why are I not to... posting more? Why <laughs> they really post? I want to hear more about the Twin Peaks. Set. In the
2: the live feed that, um, was it Andrew? On Facebook. Oh, Peter, yeah. from yeah, The live feed uh, on Facebook of the dinner. With, oh, it was so cool. I watched that. I was like in my car, not driving. I parked uh, okay, and yeah. I watched <laughs> the whole thing. And I was like, oh, this is so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah that yeah, was I, great, yeah definitely I think the, I always think like the q and a is the highlight of the weekend. she the first to be able to see the celebrities and and get uh, you know hear from them,
1: yeah, you know, um some of the stories were great. I liked Laura Herring was actually talking about how she got into a car accident before her audition for Mahomes mm-hmm. and then the next day found out she got the part. And her character was gonna be play someone who got into a car accident.
0: <laughs> no, the irony there, huh? Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. She was wonderful. I mean, really, so positive, and had so many nice things to say about David Lynch all weekend. Uh,
0: wow. She was
1: great. Yeah.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I felt like you guys last year, and that's what inspired me to go this year.
0: Oh. <laughs>
6: yeah, watching <laughs> and, all the and, and uh,
0: yeah. I mean, stuff last year. So then, this year we will be inspired for next year to go because of you. Yes.
2: The The photos you posted were really cool. I saw them today with the um, the bridge, and it looks like they added a fence so people wouldn't jump off the bridge. Is that
6: it?
1: Yeah. While I was walking on the bridge, people on bikes came up and they were started telling me a story about how people are always trying to jump off the bridge. When... Like kids and stuff jumping into the water, I guess I guess some people got hurt. I don't know, but I thought that sign was pretty interesting. The writ really is spooky, actually, I thought. yeah, it's kind of uh, dark and it's got a creepy look to it.
2: it does it, it yeah, it really
1: does. and when you're there, you it's kind of I don't know. I could see why David Lynch chose it. It was really mm. um, a creepy spot.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, Maya, for your time. How, how can people um, follow you? Well, so, where they can learn more about your work? Uh, yes. Um, well, you can.
1: My blog is TwinPeaksFanatic.blogspot.com dot com or um, at Twin Peaks Blog on Facebook or Twitter. Also at Twin Peaks Blog.
2: Uh, thanks for being on the show today.
4: I appreciate it. Because we all know that Mulholland Drive was originally supposed to be a TV series, but it was a pilot and then it was a failed pilot that got turned into a very successful film. Do any of you have any input into where it would have gone had it been a TV series?
3: When we did the pilot, David had an express understanding with ABC that he would not have to solve... Any mysteries <laughs> because now you're all laughing because you know the pressure he was under to, to solve Laura Palmer's murder so the pilot I don't know if any of you have seen the butchered version but uh, the pilot uh, spun many many threads that were each going to be episodes and he was not going to solve anything every story thread turned into a new mystery. And and each would get its own attention. And uh, uh, I thought that was a rather radical approach and uh, a very good idea. And then, of course, uh, he, he had to cut the two-hour pilot down to 88 minutes, which made it very confusing. And uh, it didn't get picked up. And then 15 months later, we got the opportunity to make the film, and he wrote a new ending.
8: David really likes to have mystery in everything that he does. So when we promoted Mulholland Drive um, in Cannes, he constantly reminded us, keep the mystery, girls. <laughs> Remember, keep the mystery. And I think that, uh, you know, at least from my experience, when I see his work, my imagination goes off and I make my own interpretation. And I think that's what he, he likes, that we all have our own vision and our own answers and our own questions. And I think the question's a thing. I think that's what he... Uh, I can't speak for him, but from from working with him, I remember that he really wanted everyone to have their own interpretation, and that when we spoke about our project, it would be our interpretation and never what he meant. And so I think that's why he is such a successful um, filmmaker and artist is because we have our own journey. At least that's, that's how it was for me.
0: All right, we're on the phone with Brad Dupes, author of Reflections and an Oral History of Twin Peaks. And it, just recently, it's available now on iTunes. Congratulations. How are you, Brad?
7: Thanks. I'm great.
0: Thanks for having me. Now, you know, I have it on paper, book, and Kindle, your book. I don't think I'll be getting it on iTunes, but I, I definitely, if you haven't got it digitally, I'd recommend it
7: getting your book. Yeah, I figured, uh, you know, two years uh, after the release, might as well get on iTunes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
0: So this past weekend you were you went to the uh, Twin Peaks Fest. How was
7: that? Oh man, it was great. It was my I think it's my eighth year. And, wow, um, eighth year. Wow. I
2: mean,
7: every year, uh, aside from the first, I guess. Uh, you know, I got to reconnect with a lot of old friends, and then of course, you know, there's always new people to meet. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. It's just uh, a lot of good company. Cool. And you were
0: you were a tour guide this year. How, how did the tour go?
7: Oh man, it was great. Um, I did uh, the afternoon tour on Saturday and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was a little afraid of um, giving people too much information. I didn't know <laughs> what might be the right amount of stuff, but I was just like, I'm gonna talk and throw out your throw out your questions but uh it was a really a good time i
6: uh
7: I love researching and visiting the locations and it just never gets old for me.
0: So this week, uh, your podcast, the Brad Duke show, uh, you, you, you got a, a celebrity there, for, you, do you want to talk about that briefly here?
7: Oh yeah, sure. Um, I interviewed Laura Herring for my latest podcast. She was a guest there at the Twin Peaks festival. They actually screened Mulholland drive on film night. So it was cool. They had Laura Herring up and Bonnie Aaron, who is also really cool. She was like two hotel doors down from me and we were kind of wandering around outside and she came out and talked to us and she was so down to earth. I didn't, uh, it was so cool. And she's so much nicer than a lot of the real scary characters she plays on the screen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. And I think next week you had David Patrick Kelly
7: uh, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. David, or I call him DPK. Uh, <laughs> He's been in so many cool things. I mean, Jerry Horn is great, but if you go to his IMDb page and you look at what he's been in, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, he's worked with Mm. Spike Spike Lee, and it's incredible. And, uh, I mean, he's spent a lot of his career on the stage as well. So uh, Mm. I got to see him perform on Broadway a few years ago in one. And, I mean, it was just crazy. The guy is such a, a dynamic talent.
0: And that's, that's really cool. And so what was the highlight for you for the festival?
7: Oh, man, what would the highlight be? <laughs> I would say <laughs> we had the karaoke on the very last night of the festival. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first year we'd ever done that. I guess it's a new uh, a new addition to the festival. And that was a lot of fun. I, I think we really made the – we had it at the Roadhouse. Um the filming location and towards the end of the night, literally everyone in the room saying closer by nine inch nails and the restaurant oh, was very happy about it.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's awesome.
6: Yeah. That's so cool.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of people like the, the Q and a and, and there's so much, I mean, you've been there enough times now that you, you've seen all the sites, the waterfall and, and you probably went to the double R diner.
7: Oh, actually, hold on. Okay, my other highlight is being able to see the the diner because it was remod- remodeled last uh, last fall, and it really looked cool. Uh, to know that David Lynch had kind of picked out or at least approved the design of the diner.
0: That's cool. And yeah, you got to see you got to see what it looked like last year,
7: and then see what they what how they remodeled it. Right. So, I mean. That's- Yeah, and and before, um, I mean, I think the diner had actually burned down, or or not burned down, but there had been a really bad fire a long time ago. Mm. When I first went in there, I mean, it was cool to go, but you look around and it's kind of like, well, it doesn't really look anything like the show. (laughs) And now it's (laughs)
0: fantastic. Cool. Wow. So, I mean, so so what else are you planning are you? Maybe the Brad Dukes uh, podcast is uh, is you've been cranking those out and the great show and, and what else are, are you working on any other projects?
7: Um, projects, uh, not really. Um, I'm uh, let's see. I'm sort of looking forward to the Festival of Disruption in October. Um, I uh, people that go to the Twin Peaks Festival always say we have post festival depression because. You go to Twin Peaks and you have so much fun, and then you have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, a me and a few of my friends from the festival are going to go to that music festival. Uh, David Lynch is curating, so that's awesome. Wow. Super excited about that. That
0: is amazing. That's in California, right?
7: Yeah, that's right.
0: Wow. I I hope you 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 come on the show and tell us about that. That, that is awesome.
7: Oh sure, yeah. I mean, there's Angel, Angelo N.T. is going to be performing and. I know Kyle McLaughlin and Laura Dern are doing some kind of speaking engagement. I'm going to guess that's for Blue Velvet's 30th anniversary, but mm. I guess you never know.
0: That's so cool. Wow. And and that, I believe it's sold out now.
7: Yeah, I think it, it sold out pretty quick, but um, yeah. I I heard a rumor that there might be some more tickets released, so keep an eye out.
0: Wow, very exciting. That That is great. Wow, How, that's so cool. And uh, so, I mean, I, I'll put you on the spot, but I think you, you had mentioned you might uh, come back on a show and talk on Blue Velvet for uh, September.
7: Oh, yeah, that's right. I uh, <laughs> That's, that's got to be my, my favorite Lynch film, I think. If I had to pick one. So, yeah, that would oh, yeah. be great.
0: Again, anyway, the thirtieth anniversary is is actually this September. It makes it is the thirtieth anniversary, and uh, it, it, to me, it's, only, it, it's got a little bit of Twin Peaks vibe to it in the sense that the log to, uh, log town and yeah. yeah,
7: so cool. Yeah,
0: well, we would love to have you. So maybe we can talk about that in the next month or so.
7: But, uh, yeah, anytime. Did you guys see the uh, the Mark Frost trailer today?
6: Yes. Oh
0: yeah, it's awesome. I just, I just, I, I re, uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I posted it, tweeted it out there, and uh, it's one of the things like, do I want to analyze every scene? Or yes. Do I wanna wait, <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Did you, you pause? Want to analyze
7: everything.
2: I paused it and read as much as I possibly could. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, what, I was what, like, wa- watching it at work, taking screenshots, and then trying to zoom in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it blurs. Like I'm on my computer, and I would, I blew up the YouTube clip. And I'm I'm pausing on everything. I'm trying to read because it, it gets blurry, and it's like I can read the uh, the Cole letter to the agent, which was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, and, that, is it, and I think it's posted for August, I mean August twenty sixteen. So it's like it's in the future. At least if we're looking at it right now, it hasn't happened yet. But Cole wrote that.
7: I know that that's that's interesting. The the date is very peculiar to me. Um, mm. I guess we'll see. I have no idea.
8: Well, I mean, I
0: guess the idea would be that it comes out in October, so then it wouldn't be the future; it would be, you know, it would have just happened—yeah, only a month or so ago. Yeah, yeah. Is it future
7: or is it past? (laughs) (laughs) There is no time. That's right. That's (laughs) awesome.
0: Well, man, thank you so much for your time. I know it could—I mean, I didn't even have to get this time because I know how tired you are from this weekend. But
7: we really do appreciate it. It's all right. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me.
2: Uh, my question is specifically for Wendy. Um, when you were playing the Nadine character and you first had to put the eye patch on, was there a <laughs> giant adjustment period to that? Like, was your depth perception off? Did you accidentally run into a wall or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs>
9: uh, okay, the eye patch. I knew about it at the audition, but I didn't understand quite that it was an eye patch because David said, now, you're, you're going to have your eye shot out. <laughs> and, and so, you know, we're, we're going to have to, your eye will be, will have that eye. And so I said, well, which one? <laughs> so And then that was the end of that discussion. <laughs> you know, that was funny. Like it mattered, but anyway, um, yeah, and I actually, Redesigned the eye patch for the second year where I made it smaller, and nobody said anything. So I guess that was <laughs> fine. But um, and it also my life got a lot s- simpler when I could make that elastic, so it wouldn't have to be tied. Because I would, you know, g- stumble around and climbing over through it and they had to. I had to sort of have a monitor because I would <laughs> kind of wander. Around, until Mark Frost said, "Wendy." and then he picks up you know, as if he had an
0: eye passion and he said, look, just do this. Just, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're on the phone with David Bush. He, uh, you might know him from his, uh, his short films uh, related to Twin Peaks. Hey, David.
7: Hello. How are you?
0: Good. So how was fest this past weekend?
7: It was fantastic. Um, it's something I've wanted to go to for a while, and I really wanted to go last year when my first film was in the contest but um, had some financial things come up in the summer and wasn't able to swing it. Um, But, yeah, this year things worked out and lined up, and I got to go. And it was so much fun. I was literally just walking around Snoqualmie and North Bend, and it was like I'd suddenly stepped out of a plane into my favorite TV show, and I'm just uh, walking on air basically the whole time. Uh, Awesome. Super fun.
0: Very cool. Yes, yeah, so you mentioned your short film. That's why I first uh, learned of you from last year. You won first place in the Twin Peaks uh, Fest Short Film Contest, which I thought was amazing. I mean, it was a, a great, great work that you did uh, from last year. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was uh, Twin Peaks, Fire and Moonlight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Brian and I have a little bit of background in, in video, uh, television and film. And you definitely have an eye and you understand time and space and, and pace of things. And I, I was really impressed with that, with the film.
7: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, and
0: how, how did you come up with something like that? Like how, I mean, you, you were aware that they were doing a short film contest and, uh, yes.
7: but, um, yeah, I, I'll go, I'll give you the, the abri- abbreviated version of the long story. Um, I majored in theater as an actor, um, back in the 90s, actually when Twin Peaks was actually on the air, and moved to California after school and worked in the film business for uh, about 15 years, Um, uh, both doing voice acting and also working in animation as a production supervisor and a line producer. And Mm -hmm. sort of learned about editing and compositing and storytelling, doing that, because... Um, everywhere I worked, there was never enough time or budget or money to mm. get things done. So often I would come in on Sunday to help the artists and editors work on things and to help them get things done quicker. I was like, I teach me how to do something and I will learn how to do it. So I learned how to edit on Final Cut and how to composite After Effects and mm. eventually started making my own short films. Um, I've got a series of short films. Uh, that combined claymation and live action and uh, more humorous stuff. But uh, I've always been a Twin Peaks fan, and when I saw about the short film contest, I knew I wanted to answer something. And I didn't really know what yet, but um, I knew that I wanted to go more for the creepy side of things rather Mm. than the sort of quirky, funny side. Mm. And I'd never created anything that was uh, intentionally, or intended to be scary or frightening before. So mm-hmm. I, I really wasn't sure that, uh, like if I even knew how to do it, but I, my wife and I are basically a two person crew on these films. And so I knew I had to have something that was easy to produce with a small number of people um, so the first film, Fire and Moonlight, ended up mainly just being me with my wife in it briefly at the beginning as the waitress in the diner. And as <laughs> we have a where I live in Iowa, we've got a really nice uh, kind of woodland park near me. So I thought I'll go out
0: in the woods
7: at night and I'll do something in the woods. And initially, I planned to have a friend. Um, like playing Bob, and I would go in the woods searching for the Black Lodge and then run into Bob and uh, sort of play out like it ended up doing. But my friend ended up being unavailable in the weeks that I needed to shoot it. So um, I kind of took some inspiration from the final episode of Twin Peaks or, well, it used to be the final episode mm. and <laughs> um, <laughs> thankfully and decided I would just do it all with myself and I'd meet my own Evil doppelganger out there, and um, it was kind of serendipitous because I think it actually worked out a lot creepier than it might have been otherwise. Um, yeah, and for, so, people, yeah. for people
0: who haven't, for people who haven't seen uh, your your short film, the first one, can you give a, a little bit of description of what it's about?
7: Yes, um, I play an FBI agent named Harrison, and. Uh, it starts out, I'm eating coffee and pie in the diner, and there's a little bit of exposition as I'm narrating a message that I'm going to send to Gordon Cole. Gordon, Agent Harrison here. <laughs> Probably ex-Agent Harrison by the time you receive this. I'm setting this recording up to email to you automatically as soon as I'm on my way. That way if anything happens to me, you'll know where to look. Also, you won't be able to stop me. Look, I know I'm disobeying direct orders by continuing to search for the Black Lodge, but I'm so close. If my calculations are correct, it's exactly 25 years to the day since Agents Cooper and Earl found the opening to the Lodge. I have to find it, Gordon. It's the only way I can be sure that I was right. Um, and then I go out into the woods by myself and I'm hunting with a map and a flashlight and it gets dark and I encounter a dark version of myself in the woods Mm. uh, who gives chase to me and um, eventually overcomes me out there. And uh, this is all in the five minutes, um, which was the, the constraints of the film contest. And they had to be five minutes or less and just had to be, Uh, your original work and had to be something to do with Twin Peaks or David Lynch.
0: um, Right. I actually find...
7: Um, Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Please go ahead. Yeah.
7: Oh, I I was going to say, I find having deadlines and kind of um, restrictions to be useful in the creative process because Mm. I think that it's easy to spin off a lot of ideas and maybe... uh, try and go for something bigger or longer or more complicated than you could. But if you know, it's got to have conditions one, two and three on it that I find focuses me and it makes it a little easier to refine what I'm doing to uh, like a five minute thing. If that's the, uh, you know, the parameters of the contest, mm. um, cause I could easily try, you know, try and write something that's an hour long, but would be more difficult to produce. And, uh, Obviously, we take more time and be more complex in every way, but uh, I like having sort of this is the assignment and this is the deadline. It's got to be submitted by this date, so I've like got to get it done. Because I can tend to procrastinate a lot in my first <laughs> project, and knowing that oh, I've got till April thirtieth, and this is <laughs> what it needs to be like, really uh, helps me a lot in the creative yeah. process.
0: What I was impressed with was both films, I think, are exactly five minutes.
6: Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both, both, both Brian and I, you know, we're, we're, we work on some video projects, and it's hard to like get exactly to that, you know, exactly to five minutes, you know, but you pulled it, <laughs> it off.
7: Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was a lot easier with the first film because the first film is a lot of shots of me wandering around the wood, not talking, and it's mm-hmm. easy to cut those scenes longer or shorter wherever. The second film, uh, Rituals in Candlelight, was really, really hard to get down to five minutes. The first cut was something like six.
6: Um, Hmm.
7: There's a lot more dialogue in it. There's a lot more exposition, and there's a lot more... uh, There's basically four acts in this film. There's uh, the beginning, where I sort of appear on the street. Then there's act two, which is... Um, April, the waitress, and myself in her house, um, and then Act Three when um, she has captured me and I wake up on the floor and I'm tied up and I don't know what's going on. And then Act Four when this kind of the dingy and the, the conclusion to the whole thing, where we reveal kind of you know what her deal is and what's
6: mm-hmm.
7: what the fate of the characters is, and it was the kind of thing where. When I made Fire and Moonlight, I wasn't planning any continuation of it necessarily. But when I realized I was going to get to go to the festival this year and they were doing a contest, I wanted to submit something else. And kind of the first place that I was looking for ideas was a follow-up to that film. And um, again, I knew we were sort of a two-person crew. And... Mm. I knew I wanted to revolve it around the two of us as the two actors and it's a lot easier to do the production when it's uh, shot in my house and we can wait till dark and then close the curtains and then shoot all night and you don't have to worry about anyone else's schedules or anything. Although I found it's very difficult to direct a film that I'm acting in and trying to shoot while I'm tied up on the floor with my hands behind my back and a gag in my mouth.
6: It's really <laughs> not easy
7: to uh, talk to the and be like, hey, can you do, do this or start the camera here? Uh, the lights need to be down a little bit. It's, it's a very difficult thing to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> it wouldn't be bad to have more crew. Will we see a third
2: part next year, maybe?
7: Actually, uh, after the fest, uh, as we were driving from Seattle to Portland, Um, for the second half of our vacation I started kind of sparking some ideas and this morning I was starting to write up a script for the third part of this. Nice. I have one scene sort of fully formed in my mind um, and then uh, I need to go flesh out the rest of it Uh, but I have a lot of time for that. Yeah. Uh, That's sort of how I approach it is I, I come up with a scene or an image that I want to be sort of the most memorable or the most I don't know, frightening or uh, interesting thing. And then I flesh in sort of how we get to that scene uh, afterwards and how we come out of it. Um, mm. So, yeah, I have kind of the center set piece of what might end up being the next film in my head, but I, I haven't worked out yet how I get into it and exactly where it ends. But, um, yeah, I have some ideas. So I, I think the, uh, the story will continue.
0: Yeah. Nice. Oh, cool. Well, I think I think uh, you did an amazing job, and your wife did an amazing job in both uh, films. And for for you, I, I, I was I was impressed how like you came off as a nice, really nice guy. At <laughs> the same time, they came off as a very <laughs> creepy and <Yeah>. disturbed. <laughs> and, and for your and your wife, yeah, and for yeah, your she wife, she sort comes. of has a similar
7: up, transformation.
0: Yeah, yeah, she has a similar transformation, but she's she comes as I think funny and sweet and right in her transformation. Uh, is also kind of menacing. And it's interesting to see those extremes because you guys pulled them off both very well. Oh, thanks so much.
7: Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, as I um, was in theater school when I was younger and in roles that I've played on you know, uh, various uh, community theater shows or voice work or anything like that, I tend to always get cast as sort of the nice, affable young man. And I've always thought it would be more fun playing a villain or playing a, a psychopathic character, but nobody's ever, um, offered me that before. So it, it took mm. me writing my own film to actually <laughs> of that, um, and it is, it's a, it's a lot of fun playing the sort of, uh, Black Lodge, uh, crazy version of myself. Um, so,
0: yeah, and and the, and the writing I really loved. I love that you added so much of the mythology of Twin Peaks into both of these films. I thought that was a nice touch.
7: Thanks. Yeah, I, I tried to fit in a lot of little uh, nods and references. Um, there's something that I don't know if, unless you're looking very closely at the background, there's some details that I don't know that people really pick up on. The uh, the painting that Laura Palmer is given in Fire Walk with Me uh, by the uh, chalphonse and says this would look nice mm-hmm. on your wall that's on the wall it uh the house there behind us at one point and oh i gotta check that out i missed that uh yeah there are little things like that um that i tried to throw in uh I, actually in the first film when i'm narrating my message to gordon cole i'm using my iphone and you you can't really see it there but it's got a twin Peaks. uh Phone
6: case iPhone, ah, nice.
7: phone which has a piece of, <laughs> of cherry pie and coffee it says one day my log will have something to say about this Actually, yeah. uh, you can see a little bit of that if you look close but um cool yeah i tried to work in those things um as subtly as possible uh so that people who know the show well might get a little bit something extra out of it and if you don't know the show then it doesn't take anything away uh, hopefully yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's really fun to try and uh, try and fit as many things in, and uh, you know, also make it its own piece, its yeah. own work at the same time.
0: Cool. So both films actually took first place. Uh, and they yes. do they call it the Cooper Award? Is that right? Are they Yes, that's Cooper? right. I only the learned Cooper that because Award. you actually did make another video. Where uh, where it is a continuation of in between the first short film and the second short film, where you're accepting the the Cooper Award, which I thought was really cool too.
7: Oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, Glenn, who was one of the organizers of the fest and in particular organized the short film contest, he wrote me after they had sent me um, they had sent me a little prize package since I wasn't at the convention last year that had a trophy and uh, a couple, you know, bits of swag from the Twin Peaks Fest. And he asked me if I could just take a picture holding the trophy. And I was like, Wow, picture. I can do better than that. So yeah. I made this <laughs> little, uh film nice. of uh Harrison in the Black Lodge and then uh receiving the trophy and saying thank you in backwards lynch speak. Um Love it. yeah. Just a little fun thing to do. Oh thank you. Thank you. Yeah green yeah, really cool. screen at work. Uh, so I was able to shoot myself on a green screen and then composite in the curtains and the chevron floor and all of that behind me. Very but cool. That was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and so you, you were actually there this year. Um, what was the process like to find out who the winner of the short films? Were? Was there a panel, or how do you how did they make the decision?
7: Um, from what I understand, uh, there was a panel of people who are involved in organizing the fest and. They reviewed all of the entries, and um, uh, I don't know the full process, but I know they voted on all of them and gave them a rating for each one, mm-hmm. like uh, out of five uh, points for various uh, various aspects of them. And uh, it was kind of, it was very nerve wracking being there in the theater actually because uh, I knew that I was one of the final four. Um, they had said that. Last year, there were three. It was a first, second, and third place.
6: Wow. And this mm.
7: year was also first, second, and third place, but they said that there was a tie for second. Mm. And they had actually four films, and we didn't know going into it which place we were. So uh, the screening started, and there were a few um, miscellaneous other shorts that weren't part of the contest first, uh, Twin Peaks-related things. And then they started with the four finalists, and they put up a slate saying... You know, this is the fourth place entry and showed that film and um, then did the third or no, sorry, the third place entry and showed that film and then did the second place, one of the two ties and then, uh, you know, revealed it that way. Hmm. So by the time they had the second place tied uh, person, I knew that mine would be number one. And it was it was very exciting Hmm. and also sort of nerve wracking because. Uh, I've n- other than a few friends, you know, in town or whatever, I've never watched one of my films on the big screen before. I've certainly never in an audience. Uh, I think it was 300 people, and five or six cast members from the show were
6: there, That's and so they were cool. all a
0: few
7: rows in front of me. Hamlin <laughs> <laughs> is there, uh, I mean is
0: there. Kim uh, I mean,
7: it's like, whoa, this, this is crazy, and um. <laughs> It was almost difficult to pay attention to my film when it was up because I'm half watching it thinking like, wow, what does it look like on the big screen? And then another part of my brain is thinking, ah, the sound mix and the dialogue in this part is a little too hot. I should have fixed that, but something <laughs> that probably nobody else noticed. And then yep. the other part of my brain is like, what is the audience reacting to? Are they reacting the right way? Are they laughing or gasping at the right moments? Are they getting this? And so it's... Five minutes long, and it went by in a blur. I mm. it was over before I knew it. I'm like, wow, that that's really short. Five minutes film, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. Um, and after the the uh, the four finalists were shown, there was a bit of a break as uh, they were going to show Mulholland Drive, and Julie Cruz was going to perform. And so I went out to get a drink and use the restroom, and uh, people were coming up to me and telling me congratulations and saying what they liked. And, uh, it was just hugely, uh, gratifying to have all these people who love the show and are as, you know, uh, into the fans about it. as I am come up and say they liked what I did. And, uh, yeah, I really did not expect to win first place this year, honestly. Um, and it was it was surprising, and I'm hugely grateful to everybody who voted for my film and supported it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's just a massive thrill. I, I'm still. Well,
0: congratulations! Yeah, kind of yeah,
7: it's,
0: yeah, it's very awesome. impressive they're to great win two luck. years in a row.
7: <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. I feel the pressure's on for next year. I gotta like <laughs> come up with something really good and try and do a hat trick. It's impossible. I'm sure it'll be awesome. But, uh, I'm sure it'll be incredible. It really will. Ah, oh, thanks. thanks so much.
0: And so if people want to see that, can you tell them where they can actually view uh, your short films?
7: Yes. Um, it's on YouTube. Um, if you, I don't have a direct link in my head, but if you search Twin Peaks Fire and Moonlight for the first one, and Twin Peaks Rituals and Candlelight uh, for the second film, the new one, or if you search David Bush uh, Twin Peaks, I'm sure it would come up.
6: Yeah, there. that's how um, I found it. Also,
7: Oh, cool. Uh, also, if uh, if you're uh, on Facebook, if you're a uh, fan of the, the Twin Peaks Fest or the Twin Peaks Fest short film contest, I think they're posting links to all the films on there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's on my Facebook page. So if anyone wants to befriend me on Facebook, uh, David Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer. Um, and I have it
2: on there as well. Cool. And we'll definitely uh, share your videos on our social media as well this week.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. And we'll also put it in the show notes. In this, in this show's show notes, we'll put it in there
6: as well. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, cool. Cool. That's perfect. Thanks. Well, well, thank you, David, for your time, and I hope we can talk again. I know uh, I mean, it's great to hear all about
7: your uh, short film there. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, this is really great. And this I can't think, wait I for part three. Uh, yeah, I mean, wait. yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to wait until next year to try I it because I have ideas now and I want to start working on it. But, uh, <laughs> almost the worst part is when it's finished and I can't show anybody for two or three months until the fest happens. It's like, um, the anticipation is almost <laughs> harder than the actual production. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there will, there will eventually be a part three.
2: Nice. Awesome.
7: Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Again, thank you for having me on, and uh, yeah, it was great talking to you. Hi. My questions
2: for Johnny. Um, I was wondering what it was like being one of the younger actors on set, and what it was like being around
4: like a very uh, diverse age group, and being the young one. All right. For me, it was. Uh, I mean, this is the first film I'd ever done, so it was it was all new to me, and I had no. <laughs> I literally got called out of class to come audition for this. I think we got a suit at like TJ Maxx to, <laughs> to, come, to come audition for David and it was uh, he literally you know gave me the part that day and said here's your hairdresser here's the trailer and uh, once trained me character they put the mask on me that day so everything was it was all new and I i, I didn't know anybody I knew my hairdresser and that was like you know, he looked like Garth from Wayne's World so, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I had that going uh, no it was just I guess it was humbling. It was an experience, and I didn't realize kind of where I was and who everybody was at the time until later on in life, and it kind of all resonated. Um, But I just kind of rolled with the punches, I guess, on it. Yeah, but it was was a great experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything.
10: So we're on the phone with Mary Swinski. Hi, Mary. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: So you do a little bit of everything. You're you're an actress, you're a writer, and... I have a long list of
7: everything that you're doing right now.
10: Yeah, I have a Star Trek uh, crafting web series on YouTube where we make Star Trek crafts uh, called Glue Guns and Phasers, and I do a lot of convention appearances where I make crafts with kids. Actually, my partner and I, we have two different conventions we're doing this week, A Midsummer Night's Scream, which is a horror convention, and then Star Trek Las Vegas, uh, which is the 50th anniversary of the original series, Star Trek.
0: That is awesome. So this past mm-hmm. weekend was the Twin Peaks Fest, and you went. How did that go?
10: Oh my gosh, it was so amazing! You're actually catching me at a good time because my voice has finally come back. I, mm-hmm. had, I had so much fun, and I talked to so many people that, um, you know, yesterday I had no voice whatsoever. So two days later, I'm I'm finally recovered almost. Um, cool. This is my third year going, and I have to say it's probably my favorite year out of all the years I've gone.
6: Mm-hmm. And what yeah, makes it so it was, good? It was just a,
10: Well, you know, this year was a very different vibe. First of all, you had, I think it was 13 or 12 celebrity guests. Mm. You know, they usually only do a handful. So that was a big surprise to have that many guests. And I think we all have a sense of feeling that this is the last of the fests before the series starts again.
6: Mm. So there's
10: this feeling in the air of excitement, but also kind of, wondering if the fest will be the same afterward, you know, it's mm. going to be this little thing that it's always been. And I think because of the intimacy of the fest, you know, we all worry that it's going to blow up too big and we won't get the access to the actors that we usually get. But I don't know. I just felt like this great family vibe this year. Um, it was more so about the, the fellow fans and my interactions with them. Although there were a lot of great moments um, as far as the celebrity appearances too. Cool. So
0: I learned that you were recently in um, a music video that Machen Image actually uh, directed. How did that come about?
10: Well, my dear friend, uh, Josh Eisenstadt, who um, is very close with a lot of the Twin Peaks actors, he knew that I was an actress and performer. So he called me up one day and he said that um, Machen was looking for some people to be in a scene uh, in the music video that takes place in a nightclub. And um, would I be available? And, of course, I wasn't because I'm flying all over the place as a flight attendant in my day job. So (laughs) I had to, you know, flip-flop some things on my schedule. But I was like, for Machen, I'll make it happen.
6: Oh, definitely, Um,
10: huh? Yeah, I met her once before at one of her daughter's performances, uh, Mina Tobias, um, whose video it was. Uh, I met her before. She's just such a sweet lady. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to do anything to make this happen. So about three weeks ago we filmed it in uh, la like about five minutes from my house it was a full long day there were a few of us from the fest there um my friend samantha weisberg was in it as well and then uh behind the scenes was josh and then uh ethan harper and then uh the guy who always wins the trivia contest spencer we all kind of helped <laughs> out because the guys were on the crew right. the girls were in it yeah so we awesome. had a blast on set that's awesome mm-hmm.
0: and you were yeah the you dream gonna... come true That's awesome. And you were kind of surprised that, you know, Machen was was there this past weekend, and she actually uh, had the music video show at the Fest, right?
10: Yeah, I mean, I had no idea that um, we kind of had a hint that it might be her coming to the Fest just based on the clues that Rob, the organizer, put out. Mm -hmm. But we had no idea that she would be surprising us with the video because, like I said, I just filmed it, you know, a few weeks ago. And um, there was never any talk of showing a part of it. So she uh, came to the movie night and uh, surprised us all with uh, a preview of it. So it's not the full video. And in fact, my portion is towards the end of the video. So she showed mainly the first section of it. But the most endearing part was that she acknowledged all the people in her Twin Peaks family uh, that were fans that, you know, came out to help her, you know, for free to do Mm. this gig. And um, I was one of them, so she had me stand up and the whole audience applauded. That meant a lot to me to be acknowledged.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Any idea when when the music video would be available to actually see the finished product?
10: Yeah, I think she said it'll come out in like early September. So
6: it looks really
10: cool. It looks very ethereal. She said she's wanted to direct for the last 25 years, and this finally was a kick in the butt now that her daughter is a singer finally do Mm. it and it was a safe environment I know that Jeremy oh my gosh I forgot his name but Jeremy Alter I believe he was the um, producer of Inland Empire for David Lynch he was
6: working on it as their
10: producer so it was a safe environment with full of like six people, Kimmy Robertson was on set just hanging out so I think you know there's something to be said about women directors and uh, Mm. it looks really beautiful so I look forward to seeing what she can do with the finished product that's so cool
0: so did you have any highlights from the fest this past weekend?
10: Well, without a doubt, the first thing that comes to mind is seeing Julie Cruz perform at movie mm. night. Uh, we all weren't sure. There were rumors that, you know, she's very shy and very, um, uh, I want to say, not really a public figure anymore. So mm. she was very nervous about her performance from what I understand. And so, you know, we all were hoping and and crossing our fingers she'd actually show up. And, you know, it didn't happen before Mulholland Drive started. And so a lot of people will kind of left cause they've seen that movie before. And mm. so, uh, I was about to leave myself and then a stranger, talk about the kindness of strangers. Uh, my friend and I were in the restroom of the theater and the stranger just said to me, I hope you girls aren't leaving. Julie's on her way. She'll be here in five minutes to perform. And I wow. said, Oh wow. my God. So <laughs> I ran back in the theater and I grabbed the seat front and center, just, like two rows from the front, just so I could get great, you know, pictures and video of her. And yeah. sure enough, she uh, she came on and did eight songs, you know, including like a lot of the ones from Peaks. So, "Rocking Back Inside My Heart," "Questions in a World of mm. Blue," of course. The encore was falling. So, so many great songs that we know and love, and it was just so surreal wow. being there. And you know, it was like she was singing directly to me, and there were the red curtains with a single <laughs> spotlight. And she's such a ethereal and enchanting performer with the way she moves her body and she's so emotional and she dedicated mm-hmm. questions in a world full of blue to katherine colson who we lost yeah. this past year. and i just lost it i just lost oh. it i was moved to tears i was a, a sobbing idiot but you know what <laughs> i looked at josh it was down down the aisle for me and i turned around to some of my friends and we just were like oh my god can you believe that we are like in twin peaks watching someone perform who performed at the roadhouse and all of these Uh, occasions. So it was just so surreal. And I got chills from the whole thing. And, and, you know, she, her confidence was a little bit off in the beginning and I know that she thought she had not done a great job in the beginning, but then you could see her really build her confidence. And she said later that she felt all the love in the room and you could
6: see Mm. she just came out of her
10: shell and blossomed. And it was because we all were applauding and, and we didn't care you know, screw up a note here and there. Twin Peaks fans are not going to criticize you. We're all about yeah, love, and yeah. and she could Definitely. feel that energy. So I'm glad that yeah. we supported her.
0: That's awesome that you got to witness that. I mean, oh, that's so cool.
10: Yeah, such a great moment, yeah.
0: And that song, I mean, is from uh, Fire Walk With Me, where you have uh, Laura out there, and the log lady stops her and, and, and tries to say, you know, she understood that she was in pain and it's kind of supportive, and it's funny to have that music. That song is playing during that scene. It's a beautiful thing.
10: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never made the connection, but yeah, the Love Lady scene is right before that. And it's one of my favorite quotes in Twin Peaks about, like, how when a fire starts, it's hard to put out, you know? Mm. And that's,
6: yeah. Yeah.
10: That was a beautiful choice. So I uh, also appreciated that Mary Hutter, uh, who's a fan who lives out in the North Bend area, she actually um, did a Twin Peaks memorial as her short film contest entry and she won um i think she was tied for second place that's right and she did a memoriam of all the actors who are no longer with us and obviously the big ones that come to mind are david bowie and Catherine. but Mm. there's so many that i forgot about and some that were actually young when the series was on
6: Mm. the milfords
10: okay there were older guys so you expect that but some of the younger bikers and stuff i wouldn't expect that so I was yeah. really touched in seeing that, and it was another tear-jerking jerking moment to watch, yeah. but it was a beautiful tribute.
0: Yeah. That's nice. That's really cool. So I, you know, I think you're pretty popular among uh, Twin Peaks community. I mean, you're, there's something special about you, I think, and uh-huh. I always think of you. It's so true, and, and I always think about you in, in the, uh, the, the, the costume contest section, and I think last year you were Teresa Banks. Is that right?
10: Yeah, it was Teresa Banks. I've never seen anybody do Teresa Banks. And then it was funny because we did the wrapped in plastic the next day. And I don't know if you remember, but I actually put back on the Teresa Banks wig. Uh, yeah. And I uh, decided I wanted to be wrapped in plastic at the Laura Log as Teresa because you never really see anybody do that. And uh, I made a joke and it ended up in a um, uh, Voyage to Twin Peaks, which was a documentary by um, yeah, Scott, Scott Ryan, Ryan from the Red Room podcast.
6: Yeah, she's yeah, yes. such a
10: terrific person, and um, yeah. it got a good laugh, I guess, because they aired it. Um, they showed it at Twin Peaks Fest this year mm. um, when I do the, the mouth thing that she does, that she has in the morgue, you know. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, the costume contest this year, I decided to think a little bit outside of the box, and I didn't want to do a character from the show per se, and maybe this is mm. pandering a little bit, but I went as the uh, Twin Peaks festival facebook page and <laughs> particularly the private page for the fans who talk to each other run it well i don't know if i want to say the name but um because it's a private page but uh and there's always a countdown on there in flames and when it gets to the last day it's a zero so i made a t-shirt up that was the same font it was the flaming zero and then i mm. made out a foam board um a facebook uh profile page and it had everyone's picture on it and it actually had the rules of the costume contest on it. So it was pretty clever. Wow, and then I had awesome. it drop down and then you saw the the countdown. So I won third place this year.
6: Congratulations. Congratulations. So my
10: first year I went as the, uh, thank you. And my first year I went, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I went as the uh, Palmer house ceiling fan my first year. So I kind of <laughs> think about wacky stuff like that and yeah. that's how my brain works. So, and I won second place that year. So, you know, you just never know, oh. but this year we had a lot of good competition. So the girls who did the Rolling Stone cover, they really deserved to win number one. So oh, that was really cool to
2: see. Yeah, I this saw awesome. the photo of that on Facebook over the weekend, and mm, i like, mm-hmm. that it was so cool. And then to have one of the people <laughs> yeah. that from the cover join them, how cool is that?
6: Uh, wow, this is
10: super surreal. Are we really happening? Is this really happening? Um, but some of the other things that I really loved about this year's fest really don't have much to do with the festival itself. Um, to go up to the Ever- Everett house uh, the, from Firewalk with me, the Palmer house, mm. the Donna Hayward house, and then the other one from the series in Monroe. And I actually got to go inside the house in Everett and take tons of pictures and meet the owners. And wow. that was surreal because I'm such a geek. I was like, and Scott Ryan were, like, acting out the scenes. He's pinching my cheek like Leland and looking at my fingernails and talking about his uh, axe. And we just had a blast. So it was awesome. really cool to get that um, access, which not everybody gets, gets to have. And I'm so grateful that the timing just worked out and that people opened their doors. And, of course, as you know from TMZ, uh, it's used in Season 3. I'm not allowed to say anything about the people who own it and what their mm-hmm. their role may or may not be but they have some involvement um in great stories about season three which of course they ha- they because of the nda they can't really publicize or talk about anyway
6: yeah so yeah. but it was
10: cool to just see their house and be in there after all these years of loving firewalk with me
0: that's awesome that's so cool. So you also you also uh, put out on Twitter a picture of you in a Chevron uh, outfit and I was laying down on a Chevron uh, floor. What was that about? Yeah.
10: Well, every year they have um, the the Black Lodge uh, at the dinner night, the celebrity dinner night, and you can go in there, in the chair, and act as um, Bob or or Wyndham Earl or whatever Mm. you want, you know, and most, most ladies get up there and they do meanwhile as Laura or, you know, something of that nature, or they'll get in the get on the microphone and and do the sycamore trees song or whatever. for me, like, I don't think Annie gets enough credit. And I just remember that moment where Annie's (laughs) on the floor holding hands, you know. So I just wanted to recreate that and, you know, put that quote attached to it. It was just really fun. It was just so dark in there that, like, it was hard to get anything to show up. Because you had to do it right when the strobes flashed at the right time. Because if you use a flash, it just looks terrible. So I love the room that they create. That's one of the fun parts of the festival. They make you feel like you are... Uh, in this immersive experience, and you are because you're actually at the filming locations. Like my hotel this year, I slept in the roadhouse. You know, like how cool <laughs> that? I get to say to my roommate, "Meet me at the roadhouse after nine 30 Right? That's Who awesome. to say that and live there for the love week? It. So That's that was awesome. awesome.
0: So cool. Yeah. So I, I, I'm glad I probably should go, but I, I want to say that, that I love. Uh, Scott Ryan's documentary, and my, my favorite scene is the whole wrapped in plastic scene of like, all the different fans getting wrapped in plastic, and having you wrapped in plastic as
10: Teresa Banks, I, I just get such a kick yeah. out of that scene. It's so cool. It's so much fun. I hope we can get um, mm. Pamela Gidley to come, and some other smaller ones, you know, people we haven't seen before.
6: Uh, be awesome. I think
10: that more people are starting to get word that it's like we're not scary people. That this is a fun experience, and mm. hopefully the actors won't be so shy about coming in the future. That's
0: okay. so So you mentioned you mentioned that there was talk about uh, Twin Peaks coming possibly in the summer. Are, are you talking about Ray Wise? Where I think it was the Comic Con where he was. Yeah, singing? was that
10: debunked? Well,
0: I don't know, but what? that's what he
10: said. So that's what I'm yeah. going on. I heard that. I heard April last... from other people.
0: Right. I mean Showtime originally said between April and June and I guess technically the summer is in June. And I, I saw a quote from Ray Wise, but then I saw a video where he was talking to some people and he never brought up I don't think he ever brought or maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he brought up. but yeah, I mean that's he was just probably Ray told Wise. to
10: shut up, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. He he kinda just I, I think he just kind of runs his mouth. Like I I seriously doubt I don't know any information, but I seriously mm-hmm. doubt he's in every episode. He probably shot a lot <laughs> right. of footage. And you know how David doesn't lose everything, but he has a lot of footage then. And so he might have thought, oh, I'm in every episode because we shot right. a ton of stuff. So I don't know what you can believe. I don't know if he's playing right. with the curveball. But as far as, like, the airing dates, I don't know why he would lie about that. So I doubt that's untrue. Yeah, he's Probably just the saying summer pretty generically. I would guess it would right. be after Homeland ends because they don't mm. tend on Showtime to have big shows on at the same time. So, like, Homeland would True. probably end and then, like on the finale date, then they would premiere Twin Peaks or a week later or something. Right. So, that, yeah, might that makes sense.
6: Yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll have to see, but yeah, that's true. That was, just happened in the last couple of days too. That Ray Wise said this, and it's funny. Ray Wise was kind of the one that kind of spilled that that they were kind of maybe making more Twin Peaks. This is years ago, but he, he did. Saying, oh, I remember
6: yeah. that.
0: Uh, I keep thinking of it. I like did like? like, like oh
10: no, it's not coming. No, out. no.
0: Right, but he kept on saying they mm-hmm. were. I don't know if he had inside information or if he just likes to talk. <laughs>
10: <laughs> well, it kills me, you know, because it kills me because I actually had the uh, privilege to have lunch in L.A. in, in a little place off Melrose with um, Mark Frost in uh, December of 2012. A friend arranged the lunch for me and him and Mark yeah. and... He brought me he brought me the secret diary of Laura Palmer when it was reissued and signed it to the Beautiful and Talented Mary I'll never forget that and um, we grilled him about the possibility of Twin Peaks coming back and like would he ever wow. write a book about it you know and of course <laughs> he had to lie and say no now we heard that they started talking about it as late you know as far back as 2011 so at that time wow. he knew, but he just couldn't say anything to expand right. so I mean I totally get it and I don't I don't hold him at fault for it
0: right. And even Lynch, I can't remember his quote exactly, but they tell him Lynch would say, "Oh no, it's not coming back." But then he would say something like, "Well, you know, it's—I guess it's always possible or something. It's—it could happen." So it's funny to right. hear that over the years they're kind of like, "No, no, no, it's not going right. to happen." And then sometimes maybe. Right. <laughs>
10: but
0: right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mary. Well, for it's fine. So it sounds absolutely. like you had a wonderful time. It's the best, best, best you had that you've gone to and.
10: That's awesome. Oh, for sure. Where else do you get to go bury the necklace and then dig it up the next year and then you know, <laughs> lay down in the red room and act dead and then yeah. eat cherry pie and coffee and donuts until you're sick to your stomach? I don't know. It's such a great <laughs> I experience. I would encourage newcomers for next year, don't be afraid to come and introduce yourself. We're all scared to say hi. And by mm. like, the you know second or third day of the fest, we're all best friends. So you know, awesome. I think it's a great experience to share your love for Twin Peaks with others.
0: Yeah. So do you want to let anybody know how you you can be followed or any information about yourself? Sure. Sure.
10: Yeah. Um, You guys can follow me on Twitter. I am at Televixen. So it's just like television except Vixen. Uh, Same thing on Instagram, at Televixen, but it's 1701 as in Star Trek. Mm. And then (laughs) um, I'm also on YouTube for my web series, uh, Glue Guns and Phasers. And check me out in the uh, current episode that's coming out in September of Star Trek Continues. It's episode seven, so I have a, a nice role in that as an astrophysicist.
0: So I'm not a red awesome. shirt, so
10: I might come back. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, it was Thank a blast you, talking with you. Thank you for You're the opportunity. Talking.
11: You don't know this, but my very first television show was on the Loretto show, and it was on Goldwyn studio when you were shooting... West Side Story <laughs> I was doing a small part on an anthology series and you were shooting a movie and we didn't we didn't meet then but I was on stage on the day that you shot that scene in the garage where you all danced and hit the top of the garage remember that dance number?
7: I <laughs> wasn't in it but it was a great
11: number It was! Maybe I just it because I saw it being shot. But it was great. But I remember seeing you there on the lot. I was 19. It was my first television show. And that's where I met Richard Beamer. Wow. Who later on became, you know, a character on Twin Peaks. See, you didn't even know there were cross paths. Oh, my God. See how it is in Hollywood.
2: So, a big thank you to everybody on today's show. We know you're all jet-lagged and tired, but we do appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your Twin Peaks Festival experience with us because now, Ben, we have to go next year. This is...
0: We have to. We it have It not must. I mean, it's just... It sounds so good. I mean, I have to see the sights. I have to be able to feel like I'm at Twin
2: Peaks. We, we must do it, Brian, and yeah. we must. We must. We must. I mean, I... Li- I was, I've lived through my social media, through these people, uh, like <laughs> all weekend, looking at photos, watching live feeds, and just going, "Man, man, how cool would it be for us to be there next year?" So that's our goal. That'd be so
6: cool.
2: And so today, okay, we always rec- we record our shows on different days of the week. But this is sort of like we're recording it the day we're releasing this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we actually have Twin Peaks news, which is something
0: that doesn't happen
2: very often for us.
0: It's true. So, we, so you know, the, the Secret History of Twin Peaks, a uh, book by uh, Mark Frost that's coming out October 18th. Uh, there was some uh, news today about that. They actually have a video about the book, kind of a sneak peek of it, and it, it's really something. Did you check it out, Brian?
2: I did. Um, it's on YouTube. It's on Twitter, um, and it's like this, like a, like a teaser trailer for the book, and it's scrolling across, and you hear. Yeah, it starts
0: off with with, with yeah. a package. Uh, there's a uh, there's somebody with with gloves on, uh, rubber gloves, and they 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 take a knife and they open up the box, and inside the box is all this material. That is clearly the material from from the book. Yeah. And, and have you been? Uh, Do you, you analyze it? <laughs> well, you, I mean, you look at it?
2: You, you. get to see.
0: There's a log.
2: There's a cup of coffee. Yeah. Well, you have a cup of coffee. There's all these little little nuggets of Twin Peaks nuggets. I did get some pie. Yeah, pie. I mean, they took a lot of stuff out of this box. They got no, and. It is so cool. I did freeze frame it and I read the letter from uh Cole to the new secret yep, agent. Yeah, Gordon Cole wrote a classified letter to the new secret agent that's going to be uh essentially looking to some something that's happening. Twin Peaks is mentioned. Twenty five years ago there was homicides in Twin Peaks. This is something very familiar. Also you have access to all Dale Cooper's tapes and files, mm. which That's was awesome. very interesting. Yeah, so cool.
0: Yeah, and our friend uh, Jubal uh, on, on Twitter had mentioned to me that uh, Gordon Cole a letter is actually dated for uh, uh, August of this year. So it's like we're seeing this material from the future, yes. uh, which I think is kind of funny. Of course, when we get the book, it'll be in October, so it'll be in the past, but it's still kind of funny to see these dates yeah in the future i mean yeah it, really
2: cool it would have been cool if they were going to release this trailer on that day
0: mm, that's true
2: yeah that would have been really something but yeah it's so cool um you know and you hear the weird the music it kind of reminds me of firewalk with me a little bit it's like this like electric re- weird humming noise and it just like gets
0: louder and louder. Um, it's funny. It made me think of like it made me think of um, a log cutter, like a, a like a yeah, um, like yeah. Like, a, like a saw blade for for cutting logs. Is what it made me think of interesting.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it it must have been really wild, especially for you to see this because this is like this is like the first glimpse of anything Twin Peaks related by the creator mm. of Twin Peaks in twenty five yeah. years.
0: It is, it is a little surreal. It really is kind of like, it is happening. It really is happening. We, we, we have physical proof that new <laughs> Twin Peaks materials is coming out. Yeah. It's not a joke. This is not some April Fool's joke. This has actually happened. So yeah, I'm pumped on I'm really excited. I'm trying not to look too detailed. I mean, I know we're talking about like looking at this trailer and looking at every nugget of it, but I'm trying not to look too much into it because I really want to enjoy the book when it comes out in October yeah and we we will
2: definitely be doing a podcast on that book, definitely.
0: Oh yeah, definitely in October. So yeah, so and uh you know you you can, all, you can go to our uh, social media on Facebook or on Twitter and and also see the trailer there. Yes. and, uh, and that, it's probably a good segue for you can you can, you can go check us out at uh, Twin Peaks Unwrapped on Twitter.
2: and we're on Facebook, Twin Peaks Unwrapped. and you can drop us an email. With your questions, your thoughts, your theories, your comments at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com.
0: We're out every Wednesday with a new episode.
2: Yes. We made the deadline today, Ben. Today's Wednesday. We still
0: made it. It's still Wednesday today. Yeah, It's the end of the day Wednesday. We usually get it out much earlier. Yeah. We're, we're about 12 hours late here. <laughs> so, but,
2: um... And you can find us on... Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. We're free. Give us that five-star rating. Leave us a comment. Um, in the the future episodes we'll be doing a lot more uh, reading of comments and theories and stuff like that so have them come in now so we have things to talk about then in the future and last week's episode we had a clip from a fan a community member if you will and you know he he sent us a audio clip of himself talking about Firewalk with me um, and we, you know we thought this is such a great idea. We like to incorporate this into future episodes So if you got the drive to record yourself um you could email it to us at twinpeaks at gmail.com and if it's good enough we'll we'll play it on the show it, I mean I think it's such a cool way to hear from the community on our show yeah yeah it's great I mean technology now I mean you record your a clip on your phone send it to us. And we love to hear from you. So um, we'll keep them coming.
0: Definitely. It's so cool. So one more time, thanks again to the guests, Mia, David, Brad, and Mary for being on the show. And also I wanted to say again thank you to Scott Ryan and Peter from Welcome to Twin Peaks for sharing the audio clips of the question and answer time. And also I just want to say, you know, we we recently had Scott Ryan on the show and he said how he was, his, uh, his, his short film, The Voyage Twin Peaks, would be available on Amazon and is out there on Amazon now. So check out his uh, short film and his uh, uh, latest podcast, The Red Room Podcast. And he's got one about the festival, interviews with Charlotte Stewart, Laura Herring, John Neff, Gary Bulk, John Thorne and more. So, yeah, I definitely recommend you check out the Red Room Podcast. And also, if you want to actually see the video of the question and answer session at the festival, go check out one of them to Twin Peaks on Facebook.
2: So, Ben, what are we going to end? Where are we going to top off today's show with?
0: So I thought we end with a message from David Lynch. Uh, this year, Charlotte Stewart actually contacted David Lynch, and she got... Uh, a message from him I thought hey why don't we end the show with that
2: excellent you guys have a great week and we'll be back next week see you next week
11: so on Tuesday I called David Lynch and I said um I'm going to Twin Peaks Festival and I have a favor to ask and he said yeah sure. so I said you know it's tradition Catherine gives a message for you he said okay what do you want I said well I would be honored if you would give me a message to give to fans he said uh okay (laughs) what do you want me to say I I don't know he said when do you need it and I said Friday night he said okay I'll get it to you so Yesterday, as we were coming from the airport to here, I got a message. Dear Charlotte, see what you think of this message to give the people. <laughs> <laughs> like it's my choice. <laughs> okay. Quote Many items. Have more than one purpose. Even a table or a chair can have more than one purpose. If this is okay with you, then go home. (laughs)